Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. Welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. Darren Mitchell here, host of the show, and on this beautiful Thursday, another beautiful day in the Macedon Ranges. Summer has returned the 16th of February, 2023. So wherever you happen to be in the world, trust you've enjoyed a great week so far. Hopefully your team are excelling, and hopefully you're well on your way to being an exceptional sales leader, kicking all those goals and adding meaning and purpose and significance to the role that you have within your organization. Uh, another brand new episode today. I didn't record one yesterday. Quick shout out to my daughter, Kiralee, whose birthday was yesterday, 15th of February. Man, it's, <laughs> I can't believe how quickly time flies. Uh, it was like yesterday that I was there when she was born, but yesterday she turned 23. So um, happy birthday, Kiralee. Not that you listen to this podcast, but uh, happy birthday, kid. And it was great to spend an evening celebrating your birthday with the family. So uh, as we proceed into today's episode, a quick reminder that uh, I normally do this at the start of the week as well, but I thought on a Thursday, just a quick reminder that if you haven't yet subscribed to the show, please press subscribe on the platform you're listening to, or if you're on the Apple platform, if you can press follow, that would be great. But also, what I don't normally do is uh, put out a call to, if you've got people within your sphere of influence, people who uh, are near and dear to you, people in your team even, who you think may benefit from listening to some Aussie guy rattle on about leadership and listen to some of the interviews that I do, and there's more coming up, by the way, then um, please do them a favor and share this. At least give them the link to the podcast so they can uh, get a sense of what this is about because there may just be something in it for them that may help them along on their sales or sales leadership journey. So if you can do that for me, that would be greatly appreciated because we are trying to get this message out to as many people across the world as possible because I'm on a mission to uh, create as many exceptional sales letters as we possibly can. And exceptional is not just delivering exceptional results, it's creating exceptional cultures and being exceptional individuals that people want to follow and people want to be part of something very, very special. So if you can do that, that would be incredible. So in today's episode, I wanted to, uh, wanted to reflect on some, uh, some work I've been doing. I've had the privilege of working with, and I've just started actually working with a phenomenal organization working with a group of leaders. And I, I, the great thing about this is I get to work with a lot of different teams across lots of different industries. Some uh, leaders that are very, very experienced, some leaders that are very inexperienced, they're pretty much brand new, but also a stack of aspiring and emerging leaders that have the potential, they've been identified, if you like, as being potential leaders. And they also have the appetite to want to think about moving into a leadership position. Uh, and what's fascinating is there are many people that have this, almost call this idealistic view of what leadership is. And they look at leaders within their organization or sometimes look at leaders outside of the organization and they see how they go about things and what they do, at least on the surface level. And they think, wow, I'd love a piece of that. So there's almost this idealistic view of what leadership is. And they're thinking that, wow, this leadership role it's going to come with a level of prestige. It's going to come with a level of status. There may be some accolades that come with it, and it's all the positive stuff. And please don't get me wrong. This is this is a positive podcast, uh, but also want to uh, put in this that there's a little bit of a realism check that needs to be uh, thought about when it comes to moving into a leadership role. And for those of you who have been in leadership roles, 
for a while, you know exactly what I'm talking about because it is not as easy as it seems, at least from the service. And certainly my experience has been certainly that, that it is not as easy as it may look like. And there are no medals in leadership. There are no participation medals. And in many cases, there are no medals full stop in leadership. So I wanted to reflect on this today because I've started working with an organization with a group of leaders, phenomenal company. And I've got to say, first workshop yesterday, and we're going to run workshops for the next five months, which I'm really looking forward to. And I must say, what a bunch of incredible people that I had the privilege of meeting with yesterday and who I get to work with over the next five months. Just a great, great group of people who have this hunger to learn. Some of them are very experienced. Some of them are relatively new to senior leadership roles, and some of them don't have any leadership experience at all, but have been identified as future talent of the organization. And to get them into a room and have the opportunity of working with them over the next five months is such a wonderful opportunity, not just for for me in terms of learning about different people, different backgrounds, certainly a different business because it's a relatively new business for me, but also what a a privilege they get to be able to spend time away from their business, away from their day-to-day grind and be able to reflect on them on their own leadership philosophies, their own leadership style, and start putting together some really tangible strategies that's going to help their individual teams, but through collection of all of them, the organization as well. And I don't take that responsibility lightly, and I take it very, very seriously. But one of the things we spoke about yesterday was that there are literally no medals in leadership. Uh, And we talked about some of the key characteristics of great leaders, and one of them was responsibility. And I often talk about this, and I've talked about this on the podcast, if you've been a listener for a while, the fact that as a leader, we have the responsibility to take responsibility. Now, that might sound really logical. And when I talk to a lot of leaders and I mention the word responsibility, they say, yeah, of course we take responsibility. But taking responsibility from the verbal sense and saying, yes, I need to take responsibility and actually taking responsibility in action is sometimes two completely different things. And one of the one of the key concepts we talked about yesterday was the fact that as a leader, we need to take responsibility for absolutely everything that happens within our team. So yes, it's okay when things are going great. We're more than happy to take responsibility for that. And we're probably, depending on your personal style, we're probably more than happy to put our hands up and say, yep, I had a part to play in that. But when, it's, when things go wrong, when things turn upside down, when things are going against the grain, when you put all these plans together and they just blow up in your face, it's at those moments where great leaders and, and exceptional leaders step up and say, hey, I'm responsible for this because this happened on my watch. Now, unfortunately, my experience with a lot of organizations, this goes back to the days when I was working in corporate as well, there are a lot of what I call conditional leaders that they're more than happy to take responsibility when things are going well. But when things are going not so well, they're one of the first people to unfortunately start to point the fingers or look for scapegoats or look for reasons as to why things happened and not step into it and say, hey, I take responsibility for this irrespective of whether it happened based on anything within my control or outside of my control. I take full responsibility. Now, exceptional leaders do this every single time. In fact, it is a non-negotiable. No matter what happens, no matter who's at fault, the leader will take responsibility. And it was a fascinating conversation yesterday with one of the groups because there was one particular leader talking about the fact that uh, without giving away the details, literally this leader was burning the candle at both ends. He had an onshore team and an offshore team. And probably the best way to describe it, had some challenges or has some challenges with setting some boundaries and setting some expectations. So 
taking a lot on himself and to the essence of taking responsibility has that level in spades. Absolutely takes responsibility for absolutely everything. But the problem is we he didn't have and he doesn't seem to have a lot of support around him or there are people that are not necessarily fully aware of the work that he's doing in order to get the results that he's delivering. Now, he was sharing that he was working something like 16 to 18 hours a day, which is simply not sustainable. And part of this is the responsibility of wanting to do a great job, but also the pressure that's potentially placed upon him. And this goes for most leaders where you have to deliver a result. Now, sometimes this is direct pressure. A lot of the time, this is implied pressure. And I said to them, I said to the group that often uh, a lot of organizations uh, are sight unseen because they don't necessarily know what's actually going into the results being produced in terms of uh, the number of hours being put in, the work that has to get done. And for many senior, senior leaders, as long as the numbers are being delivered, they're, they're happy. But they're not necessarily concerned with, well, what's happening to the mental health and the physical health of the people delivering those numbers? Are we looking after the well-being of these individuals? Because these are the role models. And I keep talking about the fact that the team is and always will be a reflection of the leader. Now, in this particular person's case, he has a team that seems to be working extraordinary long hours as well because the expectations are that that's what they need to do based on the observations they have of him. Now that's their direct team, but senior leaders probably don't have as direct visibility of what's going on. They're just seeing the bottom line results. And in a lot of cases, if it's not broken, then there's nothing to fix. And hence, there's no real reason to do any investigation. Uh, and a lot, of, a lot of senior, senior leaders just let that go. As long as the numbers are being delivered, they think everything is fine. And we need to change this. And this is one of the key reasons why we had this conversation yesterday around responsibility, the fact there's no medals in leadership, and the fact that leadership is not all rainbows and lorikeets. There's a lot of positive sides to leadership. You get the opportunity to work with some phenomenal people. You get the opportunity to influence a lot of people. And you also get the opportunity to help unleash the potential of a lot of people. And I know from my own personal point of view, that delivers a huge amount of satisfaction and fulfillment to see other people succeed. But many leaders don't look at the other side of leadership, which is the grind. It's the hard conversations that need to be had. It's the uncertainty that often comes with assuming a leadership position. It's the constant questioning of yourself as to whether you're in the right position, doing the right thing. It's the mistakes you're being made, but constantly looking at moving forward, but knowing that at any moment you could trip scuff your knee, break your nose, or whatever the case might be, metaphorically, of course. But there's so many leaders that don't look at this. And if we're going to be exceptional leaders, we have to know that, and it's a well-worn cliche, I know, it's all about the journey, and it's not about the destination. And whether you're listening to or talking to a, a famous sports person, elite sports person, elite business person, an actor, a singer, they'll all say the same thing. The level of success that they have achieved would never have been possible had they not experienced the challenges, the failures, the mistakes along the way because every single mistake they made enabled them to learn something which then provided a platform for them to improve, take another step forward and learn something different so that over time, they started to develop a philosophy, they started to develop some habits and if those habits were great habits and they had some feedback along the way, then more often than not, if they stayed on the path, they would achieve some level of success. Now, when I say some level of success, many people have different interpretations of that. Uh, it, success could be achieving a certain income level, having a certain amount of money in the bank, uh, a serve, achieving a certain level of performance 
in a in a particular chosen field, whatever the definition of success is, it is not the destination. It is always the journey along the way. And this is why as leaders, we need to grasp this thing that it's not about getting everything right and getting, getting everything perfect. It is about making mistakes, finding out what doesn't work. Obviously, finding out what does work so you can repeat the good habits, but it's also recognizing that I am a role model. So people are looking at me. So make sure you're doing as much as you possibly can to demonstrate positive habits. And the biggest thing when it comes to credibility is that whatever you say has to be matched with what you do because people are watching you like a hawk. And one of the other key concepts we talked about yesterday, which I'm very, very passionate about, and I I cover a lot on this podcast and look, I've got to say, for some of them yesterday, it was a bit of an epiphany, a bit of the feedback after the session was that really resonated with me because I really hadn't thought about it at that particular stage because I was so focused on, the, I guess, the activity of being a leader. And the concept was that I said, hey, just so you understand, your role as a leader, leadership is not about you. It never has been about you and it never will be about you. And any leader who is looking for the accolades, the the status, the power or the perceived power, the influence that comes with that, they may actually achieve some short-term results, but over time, the influence will start to wane and you won't have, in many cases, a very loyal following because people understand and they start to recognize that you're in it for yourself. The exceptional leaders understand that they are they they have a responsibility. They have a responsibility to create an environment where people are inspired to do great work, to become great people, to improve on what they do on a daily basis. And if they can leave a legacy of that where they recognize that, hey, leadership is about servitude, then all of a sudden not only is the environment going to be left in a fantastic situation, but the company is going to have sustainability around it. Now, for some people, particularly people who are relatively new in leadership or they've been around an environment where there's a little bit of, um, let's just say, self-indulgence, a bit of selfishness, it's a fairly foreign concept. And when you understand this concept that there are no medals in leadership, when you're focused on being a servant leader and when you recognize that leadership is not about you, it's how you can create an environment where people can shine then you don't need the medals. The satisfaction comes from seeing other people achieve the accolades. Now, this is not necessarily for everybody, and this is one of the key reasons why every single session I run for a group of leaders, I ask them to reflect on why are they looking to become a leader if they're in the process of looking of moving into a leadership role. And if they've been in a leadership role for a little bit of time, ask themselves the question, why did you become a leader and what continues to motivate you to maintain your leadership. Now, a lot of people don't actually think about that, uh, or if they do, they often think about it at a surface level. They think about maybe the influence that they have, the title, the position, the nice car park, maybe the corner office, the rubber plant, or the real plant, if they're so lucky, uh, and maybe the perceived income that they get from it. But the great leaders are thinking a lot more deeper than that. There is a deeper fulfillment on thinking, okay, what is the impression that I'm creating? What is the legacy that I'm creating? What is the shadow that I'm casting? that is going to last, hopefully, for many, many years once I've left the organization. And that's what real leadership is all about. And those leaders who do that, those leaders who really understand why they are becoming a leader, why they are a leader, they don't need they don't need medals. They know that, hey, part of it's going to be a grind. Part of it's going to be, yeah, there'll be some days where things are going to go really, really well. There'll be other days when things don't go so well. And again, taking a line out of professional sport, most of the professional sports people at the elite level will share with us that they'll have more bad days 
than good days. But the bad days that they experience means that when they experience the good day, the smell of victory, the fulfillment they get from that makes it all the more worth it. So as we wrap up this particular episode, just want you to think about, maybe do some reflection if you haven't already on why you are a leader, why you're looking to become a leader and why do you continue to be a leader? Are you taking responsibility for absolutely everything? Do you recognize that your team is a reflection of you and do you understand the concept and do you embrace the concept that leadership is not about you? You will get looked after, you'll certainly get recognized, but if you lead with that, it's funny how things will happen to the point where you won't necessarily be held in as highest esteem as those who actually make it all about their team. And they are the true servant leaders and they are more often than not the exceptional leaders in our businesses, in our governments, and in our families. So trust that message helps, trust that message resonates, and I trust that message hits you just when you need to hear that message. So uh, thank you very much for plugging into the podcast on this Thursday, the 16th of February, 2023. And a quick reminder, if you'd like to have a conversation about potentially working together, love to have that conversation. Simply go to leadwithdarren.com, pick a time that suits, we'll jump on Zoom. Have a chat, map out a plan, and start executing that plan ASAP. So look forward to that conversation. And as always, I look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it, But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.